Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in the pod, your mum's favourite duo. Back in the studio again. What are you telling me, Andy? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. It's been a minute, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, them Corona Chronicles, boy. They've been few and far between. <laughs> yeah, man. What are you saying? Two. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. I've been busy. A lot going on recently, so... I mean, in the world and yeah. personally as well. So, like, just been a lot to keep up with. But, yeah, I've been, I've been good keeping myself going. How about you? I've been all right, man. Just trying to keep myself occupied still. Obviously, mm. the last... Um, it's been almost a month now, actually. The last, like, three, four weeks. I've been kind mm. of heavy in it. So, which mm. we're going to get into in a second. But, yeah, so... But prior to that, I was just, you know, keeping myself occupied and stuff. Um... We've been in this thing for what, three months now, so it's like it's kind of become the new normal, like the new just find a routine. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I've been stepping out a bit more, like since he, since Boris, like what's it called? What are you doing again? Like you know when he loosened the lockdown? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, lockdown's kind of over now. Yeah, it's basically, I mean, it's basically like two weeks now. From two weeks from now, everything will be open again, right? I think so. Am I wrong in that? Something like that. But, I mean, like, they dropped it down to level three or whatever that means. I don't know what any of that stuff means, but right. I was like, bro. I've been, I've been getting back into football a bit. I've been trying to, like, do some freestyle and shit. So, yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm there. Um, I'm, I haven't done any exercise. Even <laughs> but I haven't moved. Like, literally, I just be at home. Like, you know what's bad? I think it's people because my metabolism is good. So there's no, like, incentive to exercise because, like, I know I'm never going to get too fat or too thin. I'm just always Bro, like age creeps up on everyone, don't eventually <laughs> don't rest on that metabolism, boy. Because I'm the same, but right now I'm starting to see the effects of like a more what's it a more sedated lifestyle like than I previously had. I don't think you're the same, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. My metabolism was very high. And now listen. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I couldn't put on weight. I was trying to put on weight when I was younger. It wasn't possible because the, the food just went straight through me. But now, whoo, food is rolling around in my belly, man. It's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to adjust as well. It's hard to adjust to like actually having to, to watch, um, what watch what you eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've never really been one to watch. Like It's more I just make <laughs> I exercise enough to offset the stuff I put in. Once you get to a certain age, I'm, I'm chatting like you're some old man that you're like a year older. <laughs> I'm, I'm 25 now, I'm an old man. Oh, man. I'm a wise old man out in these streets. You just say that. House. <laughs> I'm like, you now you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm wise and old, bro. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so um, as I was saying, last few, few weeks have been pretty heavy with the. Um, was it the murder of George Floyd on um, 
which was, it went viral. And then since then, there's been a lot of like discourse about um, racism, racial injustices, uh, police brutality um, in the US and like beyond as well. Because obviously, in the US is where you see it most. Um, I don't know what word to use. I don't want to say most blatantly, but um, it kind of just dominates. Like when, when, once stuff, I guess the crimes are so like in your face over there. Um, whereas over here, it's a little bit less overt. It's still pretty overt over here in, in certain cases, but um, it's a bit less overt. Um, but yeah, so since then, obviously, a lot of conversations about race and stuff, a lot of um, discussions, um, a lot of supposed activism, if you can call it that for some people. Um, but yeah, what, what have you... Um, what are your thoughts on, on everything? Um, it's a bit of a mad question, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's not an easy one to break down. You know what it's like here? I'll tell you. So I had a... Um, uh, basically, there was this letter that went around. This open letter. It went in the Independent. Because basically, one girl that went to my school... I think she was two years below me, so I don't actually remember who she is. But um, she... Her mum works for the Independent or something like that. So she was like, she wrote an open letter to her school and like other private schools about racism in like, you know, private schools or independent schools. Um, and basically was like, uh, because her mum works for the independent, she was able to get it in the newspaper. Um, and because of that, obviously all the schools were like shook because it's bad for their image to have a letter calling them out for being racist. So next thing, I'm getting emails from teachers, all this stuff here. So I had a Zoom call with my teacher, uh, my old head of sixth form. It was me and me and my brother, and then uh, my old head of sixth form, and then one teacher that used to teach my brother. Huh. And we we went on for like two hours. And literally, the question was basically that like, it was just the two of them, then two white teachers come in. And they're like, effectively, it's like, yeah. So, what do you think about racism? And we just had to back <laughs> for two hours. Like, um, it was a good conversation. It was good, but um, yeah, it's a bit. I feel yeah. like sometimes with, with these kind of things, it's literally like white and non-black people just kind of look at you and they're like, so like, what do you think? And this is like, tell me, tell I, me. what do you mean? Where do I just start? Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, one thing I have noticed is a lot more conversations around it have come up in, like in the past couple of weeks. So my initial thoughts on it when, it, when, I, first, when I first like saw it, I mean, I didn't watch the video. I, was gonna say, I saw yeah, like, I, I saw like 10 seconds of it when I didn't actually know what it was. So it got posted in a group chat and I just clicked into it. I was like, oh shit. Then I clicked out of it. But um, my initial feelings were like quite sad because I don't know, for me, it just feels like um, this stuff happens over and over again. Too much. And, and like... I don't know, man. There was just there was just a lot of like sadness, like a slight feeling of like um, just hopelessness because I feel like yeah, we we always protest these things and then things don't change. Like this, this is the same situation that happened five years ago oh. and five yeah. years before that. And do you know what I'm saying? And like even two even two weeks before the George Floyd. Uh, yeah, even yeah, I'm I'm going further back in terms of like the mass protest. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I know I'm, I know I, yeah, yeah. Even like I mean the killing of black people by the police um, 
that just happens all the time. And then it's just like, I don't know, everything like, yeah, it was just for me, it was just a sense of like, is this actually like ever going to change? Yeah. So I feel like there was like a lot of, of weight due to that. Um, and then it was, it was, it was great, obviously, to see people protesting. Um, I went to, I went to one. Yeah, I went to, I think I went to the same one as you. Oh, the embassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. yeah. But um, yeah, obviously it was, and that was again nice because it was good to see so many people out, like supporting the cause. Um, I feel like with the embassy one though, yeah, I feel like a lot of people went to Central because. I saw bare stuff on Instagram and stuff of like loads of people in Central, and I was like, they that, they, they marched to uh, Parliament Square, no? Oh, they marched from from the embassy to Parliament Square. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the police, there, police blocked off the um route to the embassy oh. after a certain point. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because yeah. the whole time I was there, I was like, because obviously I've never been to a protest before, so it was the first time I went. Mm. Um, it was like. Not like what I'd seen on Instagram or on like online, basically. Uh, and then I just assumed that maybe if, if it's actually like peaceful and nothing happens, then it's less. It's not gonna grab headlines in the same way. So basically, I was just like, oh, this one turned out to be like properly peaceful and stuff. So maybe that's why it was a not quiet because there were a lot of people there, but it was just very, I'll say orderly, which is good, I guess. But um, now it makes sense if the bulk of people had marched to Parliament Square from the embassy. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had to, they had to, because it got it got blocked off Parliament um, at the embassy. So yeah, I mean, it was it was great to see that, um, and like it's good to see like at least some changes are coming about. Um, whether that like overhauls the like system of racism is a different story, but at least the protests are causing some effects mm. uh, so that was good and then it is it's good that people are starting to like talk about these things a bit more like there's sort of like more of an um like uh people taking it, yeah, yeah yeah and people taking it upon themselves to actually like rather than just asking to like actually think and and try and learn um mm. about it so that i mean maybe down the line we'll see like the knock-on effects of what's happening now um but yeah i'm just always like a little bit pessimistic because i've i mean yeah, we've, we've all seen the same scenario play out many times many times before like even um violent protests it's not the first like i mean however minimal the violent protests were it's not the first mm. violent protest i don't even like using the word violent because i don't think you can be violent by destroying a building bro it's a building it's not a person so, <laughs> i mean i guess i guess violence means you know like i actually looked up the different dictionary dictionary definition for violence because everyone was banging on about it and i was like is this does this count as violence just because you're like smashing the window or something <laughs> I think it technically does, according to the dictionary, but the dictionary is wrong, bro. Like, <laughs> they need to change that because it's not. There's a, or, or, there needs to be like levels to the violence because, bro, choking a man out for what nine minutes. I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying it's a negative thing that there were violent protests. Like, yeah, yeah. violence is sometimes a legitimate means to 
an end. So like, yeah, we can put it out there that sometimes it is. It's not. It's not like it's, it's, it's so like black and white. I feel like there's like a negative connotation to violent, and I feel like what's happening isn't even actually violent. Like if you're gonna compare, it's like, bro, this isn't violent. We smashed the window of a, a, a shop. Like compared to killing a man, like there's there's a there's a big difference. yeah. It's a, it's a cause and effect. It's a cause and effect. Like, like because when people say violent and then everybody and then they uh, start throwing like riots and looting all these words and it's just like bro like you're missing the point of everything like buggery but what i'm saying is like it's not even the first time that's happened that happened okay. yeah. that happened in that happened in um london that happened in tottenham in 2011 that happened in la um after rodney king um that happened like after mike brown sure. yeah it's, so it's just like it just seems like it's a cyclical. It just keeps repeating. I, I, yeah, I'm seeing slow, yeah. slow change, slow, slow change. But like, you know what it is? Yeah, I think I remember when the pro- uh, the protest started. Uh, Obama, Barack Obama, put um, he wrote like an essay for some um, blog site or something, basically saying like you need the you need both. You need the protest and the um, I guess the peaceful action of like politically trying to change the thing and I feel like sometimes or in the past ones that we've seen I feel like the focus is always on the protest part and then there's less on organizing in other ways to have like an actual sustained change because you can't protest every day forever and if you are protesting every day forever that means your protests aren't working because nothing's changing so um I feel like there's less less attention is paid to the other other side of like how do we actually sustain a change so that we don't have to be in this situation a few years from now or a few months from now or whenever it is I feel like there's not enough attention paid to that um and so yeah that's why I'm also a bit pessimistic I feel like I've become a bit of a cynic with these kind of things which isn't good but like it's hard not to be cynical because there's like mm, bro, so much fuck shit, man. So much fuck shit. You're just like, bro, this world is fucked, man. Like, <laughs> so much of it. Like, when you start actually thinking about how the world works, you're like, bro, this thing is fucked from head to toe, top to bottom. Like, even looking at America alone, there's, it's literally like it needs reform or like abolition of every system that they have, like prison industrial complex, flipping healthcare system. Um, the police, like, bro, every system they have, educational reform, everything that that, that yeah. happens there needs to be fixed. Mm. What do you think, bro? Like, the, the task is so big that it's like, how do you even go about fixing it? That's what I'm saying. It's so huge, so ingrained. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult. I'm, 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 I'm happy that people have, like, taken this up as, like, a cause to like um protests and struggle against yeah Um, so that's definitely a positive i'm hoping that it can be sustained uh yeah as you said like probably more in terms of like organization Mm. rather than um protests Mm. i mean protests can be there but obviously like just not the only thing but yeah i don't know Pessimism is there a lot for me, but we'll see, man. Hopefully, it can. Hopefully, it can be sustained. Yeah, it would, it would be a great thing if it could be. No, I don't know. I'm I'm in two minds because like 
Yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I didn't watch it when the video came because I feel like, um, firstly, I don't. I think it was when, I think the guy's name was like Andres Breivik or something. He was um an Australian like mass shooter. You know the guy that he shot bare people in Australia, and then after that mm. they changed their gun rules. Mm. So um, his his mass shooting, he recorded it and put it on Facebook Live as if it was like a first person shooter game. Like literally looked like. Cool. And so after that. I watched a bit of that and I was like, bruv, you shouldn't, it's not normal to be seeing people die just like as if it's a flipping PlayStation game. Mm. And I, I kind of like made, like took it upon myself to not watch them kind of videos and stuff because I feel like, firstly, you become desensitized to it. Um, mm. And like, I've, I feel like I'm already desensitized to it to an extent, but like, you don't want to become so desensitized to it that you just kind of, there's no reaction when you see this kind of stuff. Um, and I also feel like I had a discussion with my sister about this actually because um, I feel like this the like spreading of the like viral videos of someone dying. I don't know how I feel about that as well because I feel like um, obviously without it the um, without it the whole protest and everything wouldn't have sparked in the way they did. Because if there wasn't the whole online outrage, um, it wouldn't have translated into anything. So I guess you do need it to be recorded and you do need it to be spread to get um, a certain uh, what's the word? A certain reaction out of it. But at the same time, I feel like it just there's no dignity for the man that dies or the person that dies. There's no dignity. There's no... Um, and it's not even like they ask his family, oh, can we share this video with everyone? It's like the video goes out. So imagine like you're his wife or his, his kid or something like that. Well, he's mm. kid, young, but imagine you're his wife or someone like that um, just on Instagram and you just see your, your partner or your husband or whatever. Yeah. It's pretty. So I feel like I'm not. I know because my sister said basically like she was like, it's, it's an unfortunate reality that like it's necessary that it needs to be documented so that there's a reaction. So um, but I was like, it shouldn't be. It's not on us to just make that decision of whether it should be spread and documented like that. And not only that as well, it's, it's, um, it's not on us. And also it's like, I was saying how I choose not to watch it and all that, that stuff is choose not to share it. And she was like, but by not sharing it, like you're like, look at the effect that happens when it is shared. So surely sharing it is something that like, it's almost our duty to share it kind of thing. I was like, that's mm -hmm. not right. And also I feel like, when you share it and stuff, because I'm like, bro, to talking to like white people and non-black people on this, it's like, bro, why this specific one have you suddenly been like, oh, like, bro, there's like 150, 200 names from the last flipping. Yeah. I, I actually Googled it, actually. Um, there was, what, 260 police killings, 268 police killings last year. Yeah. Um, I forget how many were unarmed. Um, I, f I forgot now, but... Um, Basically, I was like, well, so what is it? 261, you're like, oh, no, nah, man, this one's good. <laughs> this is like, what, what, what is it? Like, because I, I was chatting to Laz about this. I was like, I think, honestly, I think it's this corona thing. People are bored at home. It's so like a mixture of they're bored at home, so they kind of want to go out. They're bored at home, so they've got more time on their phones. They're bored at home, so they're not, you know, occupied with commuting to work or busy with X, Y, Z. So it's like, that's the reason we're seeing this this outrage in this uh, particular instance. 
and that kind of just that also adds to the pessimism because I'm like so once everything goes back to normal everyone goes back to their you know day-to-day nine-to-five or whatever is it that it's going to be an afterthought again which I that's think the, is already the, the case I think it's already the case like um all the companies that did the you know black squares and whatever and we'll get into that in a second all the people <laughs> that posting their back, black squares and that <laughs> bruv it's like they're back to business as usual man like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and that that's my thing. It's like it will always be an afterthought because the system isn't designed for us. And not only that, these companies, etc., don't even have black people working in there for it to be like not an afterthought. It's the same way, like um I'm you know, I'll be a good example. When we do the Hood Grammys thing, obviously the committee's all guys. So we always have to think, oh, are we being biased towards men when we're, you know, doing our lists and whatever, yeah. But obviously, it's an afterthought because it's not the first thing in our head. Because mm. naturally, it's just not going to be the first thing. Obviously, it, it could be better. It should be like inherently in there. But like everybody has their biases and whatnot. And it's the same. So it's like these companies and stuff. Like you can get at them all the time, but until they hire black people in high positions, it's always going to be an afterthought. It's never going to be natural to them to think, oh. And even when it is natural, to, or like even when they do think about it, they get it wrong all the time, bro. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so many stories of flipping. Um, even after this recent thing, like, um, one of my colleagues, oh, old colleagues, when I was working at Felix, yeah, and she's proper sick of with this stuff, like, uh, ally activism and stuff. And I'll, I'll get onto allies as well because I've got a thing about them. But basically, like, um, she, as allies go, she's she's um proper sick, like, well read. She educates people, etc. Yeah, but even her, she must have. <laughs> She must have been messaging me about the figure. She said something uh, along the lines of like, oh man, I'm sorry for white people. Like, we're shit kind of thing. And I was like, bro, you don't need to tell me. I get it. And, so, <laughs> and then she must have gone, um, it was a sunny day that day. And she was like, basically telling me, you know that whole thing about check on your black friends and all that shit. So she was like, oh, you know, like, go enjoy the sun, etc. Get that melanin popping. And I'm like, fam, you guys are just fucking corny with it, man. Like... Like, and I didn't call her out it because she's nice and be like I know she meant well, but I'm thinking, bro, like you just don't know how to not be corny with, with <laughs> wrong when you do this stuff. Like, and like I don't know because it's like I could have cussed her, but I didn't. And and it's just like there's just so many examples of stuff. Like even my head of sick form, she was telling me um she went on sabbatical last year. She went to Uganda on um. Basically, my school has a few schools that they built in Uganda, helped to build, I think they helped to build like three schools out there. So she went out there to, you know, check on schools, help teach a few classes, etc. And she, um, she wrote an article uh, about the trip. And during my speech or my uh, thing, my conversation with her, I said like, I was like breaking down all the problems of racism in our school. And I was like, it even goes down to just how you portray Africa. like portraying it as kind of a basket, basket case, a charity case, um, uh, kind of encouraging this whole white saviorism, sending a bunch of posh private school kids to come and help build a school when none of them have built anything in their life. So how much can they really be helping? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, yeah. And then, so she was all like, oh, you know, give me some food for thought on the article. Well, she sent me the article to like proofread it. Afterwards, she's like, yeah, I made a lot of changes. Like, let me know what you think. And I'm thinking, number one, I'm not your black consultant. Like, <laughs> like, oh, is this, you know, have I crossed any lines here kind of thing? Number two, she, you know, she used to be, she is an English teacher. 
So mm. you, you as an English teacher are asking me to check your work. <laughs> and the whole thing, unpaid as, as well, my ad, unpaid. Um, <laughs> I read it, it was calm. I said it back to her, I said, you know, it's good. Um, take out the picture of the child soldier and you're good. Um, and it was just like, fam, I don't know, because obviously she means well, because she wants to make sure that her article doesn't, you know, push white saviorism, etc. Mm. Basically, does doesn't isn't unhelpful to the conversation. Mm. So I understand it, but even the way you go about it, like leaning on black people to do unpaid labor to help you, like bro, what does unpaid labor from a black person? What does that sound like? Fam? like <laughs> I'm just saying, like I don't know. I'm just like it. Just it makes me. Yeah, man, it kind of, it's hard to keep any hope that things will actually change, like, for, uh, and permanently change, because it's like, I don't know, I feel like it's inherent in some people to just get it wrong, in most people, to get it wrong, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, because it's like, it's, it's a very, like, fundamental issue. But it's just it's just it's just a big issue to tackle. Uh, I like I've had so many conversations recently about how to tackle it. Like you have people talking about like politics, about like um, buying black, uh, like so economics. Um, you have things about like uh, reform. There's so much like ideas, and I just feel like all of these will help. All of these will help. I recommend people to to do them. Um, but I don't see, maybe I'm cynical. I don't see it that alone as being enough. Like, I feel like the entire system, like everything would need to change and so hard to get that. Like just globally things would need to change. But the thing is as well, I remember I was saying, I think I said this to my cousin time back. I was like, things aren't going to change for a number of reasons. In my opinion, I think. And I don't want to be too pessimistic on this because I don't want people to... Yeah, we sound a bit cynical, bro. I don't want people to leave and think there's no hope because I've got some theories of what can actually help. Um, well, actually, there's two things because it's like help in, in terms of having some progress so black people aren't being killed in the streets by police. Yeah, That is something that can tangibly happen. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, if we abolish the police or whatever, reform the police, whatever you want to call it, if you if we do that, I don't think that means suddenly racism will have disappeared. No. Or the system will suddenly start working for us, etc. So I think it's again it's just one thing. And it's like if we take that approach, cool, we'll have progress in the sense that um once we tick that off the list, we've sorted out police brutality, if ever you could do that, then we sort out like educational reform or whatever it is, yeah. But then it's like the list is endless. So mm. there will be progress, but there'll always be something else. So mm. Whereas having a system where the inequalities aren't inherent and don't need to be kind of revamped or whatever, I think that's a different task. And that, that I guess, like, essentially it's the tackling racism as an actual, like, thing is a different, that's a different task to taking the individual, I guess, manifestations of racism as we see it play out today. So mm. I feel like those things, stuff can be done but the actual tackling of racism as a thing, this is what I said to my cousin, I was like, it's not on black people to fix it. Because firstly, 
we've been trying forever. So, so mm. history would suggest that we, we are unable to fix it because we're able to fix things, certain things, and make it better slowly, but that doesn't mean it's fixed. Um, so the onus is on white and non-black people, um, specifically white people, obviously, because they're the ones that um, invented the system, invented race as a construct, etc. So they're the ones that um, it's on them to fix it. But so when I say it's on them, I mean white people in general and like governments, etc. But they've shown time and time again that they're not. Is that's not their their main focus? That's not their number one interest. Even this whole thing playing out, where they're like, oh, as in they like when I hear people say like I didn't know and all that stuff, or talk to your like ignorant friends, etc. It's like to be ignorant, to still be ignorant. Um, to me, it means you've just been sitting there with your like. Um, fingers in your ears, eyes closed. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's. I don't know. I just feel like it's impossible. Not impossible because I can understand that if you're older, for example, you might not be on social media, etc. If you get all your news from flipping, um, under the Times, the Sun, just places like that, yeah, then I can understand why you might have a skewed view and stuff. But I don't know. I'm just like the onus is on them to change it, and they've shown time and time again that. They either can't change it or they're unwilling to change it. It's more more likely the latter, like they're unwilling to change it. Um, See, only issue I have with saying like the onus is on them is kind of feels to me like white saviorism again. Um, like, so that's the one thing I have. Like, it was like there was that post where it was like. Uh, so there was some Banksy post. I don't know if you saw that Banksy post. Oh, no, yeah, bro, that guy. <laughs> where he was like, you know, bro, wait, people can't do this alone. Yeah, we need us to, we need to be out in the streets supporting them, et cetera, et cetera. And it was kind of like, I mean, initially I thought, I saw it, I was like, I mean. I liked it. But then I, after I liked it, I was like, nah, man, this guy's you know, shit. You know, when you, de- when you deep it, that is again, white saviorism. Like it's putting yourself at the forefront of, a racial equality movement that you don't have the right to lead. So I don't think it's we need them to lead it because bruv they can't like they don't know what they do. They've shown it time and time again. But <laughs> flipping, I saw it more from European influences or whatever. Them painting blackface like uh, to show solid solidarity. Oh, that's just but, like but clearly these people are not. They're not with it. Like they don't know what they're doing. So, that's, yeah, that's, that's so what they need is to humble themselves. But when I went on that, I went on a rant on flipping Instagram um, stories like a couple of weeks back because I was just getting vexed with all the fucking squares and the black squares and the... Um, you know what actually tipped me over the edge? It was the people sort of saying stuff like, um, oh, we're all in this together. Like, let's not fight each other kind of thing. It's like, mm. nah, bro, if you do dumb shit, like paint yourself in blackface, Mm. And we are all within our rights to criticize. Who who are you to mm. think you're above criticism because you mean well? In what walk of life has it ever been, oh, I didn't mean it, so it's cool. You can't go to a flipping court and be like, yeah, you know, I didn't mean it. You're like, I had good intentions, so, you know, let me off kind of thing. That's not how life works, bro. Like, you should be open to criticism. So once See, that's my, started, my, and I was like, bro. Bro, my thing with, the, with, with like, oh, the I had good intentions thing as well, yeah, is if... The thing is, if you do have good intentions, then you would be open to criticism. Exactly. Because, like, yeah, you know, to like, be intentionally fighting for something, 
is to say like if you if you did something wrong like if you if you're saying that doing something wrong and getting like pushed back on it makes you not want to like um, and oh, then the cause is you're not fighting for the you're not fighting for the cause in it. It's a very individualistic. Um, That's why you're fighting for self self validation. You didn't get it, so now you're you're back out. So like. Let's let's just like admit that if and that's my thing because it's like, bro, if that's gonna be you, just just keep it real, bro. We get it. If you don't care about black people, bare people don't care. We've already established that. So, but don't paint yourself as, oh man, like I'm an anti-racist, blah blah blah. I just wish they would be nicer to me while I'm doing it. Fuck off, bro. Why should we have to be nicer to you? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? And where does it say that everybody in the movement has to be best friends? Be Bruv, if I see another post of flipping, I saw a pinky swear, like a black hand and a white hand, pinky swear. They said love will beat hate or whatever the flipping, the Desmond Tutu quote um, about love driving out hate, racism, all that shit. I said, what, so you're suggesting we pinky swear our way out out of this this thing? So much, so much, so much like, and there was the things that, that you see around like oh yeah like the white and the black kid running towards each other and it's like racism is not inherent it's like worst, that's, sorry, not, that's not actually true sorry to but, the worst was the the cops kneeling and all that stuff mm-hmm. especially when they had the video of the new york precinct they knelt the day before and the next day they bought some old man <laughs> he was in their way. He wasn't even doing anything. He just happened to be in their way. But obviously, he's old, so he's slow. And they shoved him to the ground, and like he was bleeding out his head and stuff. And I'm like, I saw that. Yeah. Yet they'll be like, oh, you know, there's some good cops. And it's like, bruv, you're distracting because the point is not about the individual police officers. It's about the system. Mm. If the system allows for 260 unarmed black people to be killed in one year, then the system is flawed, regardless of. And if you're gonna say that the system the reason 260 unarmed black people were killed is because there are 260 bad cops. Then the system is flawed. If 260 bad cops could just get into your system, bro, that's too many. Like, the system is, is corrupt, bro. But people but, don't understand, like, we're not talking about the... It's the same with this whole... Um, when they say it's not a black versus white thing. Yes, it is. Because, because when you say it's not a black versus white thing, it's a good versus evil then it means it's too easy for people to paint themselves as good. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it make the, the, the makes it, um, the other issue with it is it makes it like, people are like, oh, I'm good then. So I'm not racist, I'm, I'm good. Exactly. But like, you and can be- That's the thing, this whole, this whole distinction between racist, non-racist and anti-racist, bro, if you are a non-racist, you are a racist because you're not, <laughs> you're not helping to stop the thing. So, so you are complicit, therefore you are racist. So why do you need to distinguish and be like, oh, you know, all this time I've been a non-racist, but now I have to be an anti-racist. No, bro. All this time you've been a racist. Now you're deep in it. Please, please stop being a racist. Be <laughs> like, bro, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so mad. Like, it's, it's, it's similar to the whole, um, uh, when, when women say men are trash, yeah? I say, yeah, we are trash. Men are trash because... Like, even if you personally haven't, you know, done anything, uh, mistreated a woman or whatever, like, we're all complicit in this system. Right. It's the system put in place by men. So, so what, we have to recognise that we are all trash in order to fix it. If we start thinking, ah, oh, but I'm one of the good guys, then you're going to amass enough people that think they're one of the good guys. Um, because it doesn't, you don't need to ask other people whether you're one of the good guys. You just have to think to yourself, like, oh, 
Ahmad is a good guy, so I'm cool. <laughs> and then nothing gets done. It's the exact same thing. Like, bro, I'm getting heated, man. <laughs> I, I agree with you, though. I do agree with you. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, all of that's been playing out recently. But yeah, no, I did see the onus. I don't want to put the onus on white people. I do get what people are saying. Like, white people need to, they're in the positions of power. They need to change it. I get that. But something doesn't, at the same time, something doesn't sit right with me. We're saying, like, the onus is on them. Like, because I don't think they know what to do. And I don't want it to be another situation of, like, white saviorism which it could become i've got a good example so you know that thing i was talking about with my school so my sister school did a similar thing but they they wrote a letter specifically to their school um and there was a white girl i think she's um opposite now so she's what 18 um and she got a bunch of you know people together in the school to write a letter uh meanwhile my sister was already in touch with like a bunch of the black um uh, what's it called? Black uh, alumni from the school. Um, so they were in the process of writing a letter. Yeah. Um, then this girl writes her letter, gets a bunch of signatures from like um, her friends and people at the school, or whatever, and drops it on Facebook and sends it to the school or whatever. Mm. And it gets like reshared, everything, blah, blah, blah. Then obviously all the black alumni are like, oh, we should probably tell her to take it down because we were in the process of writing our letter. And on the surface, that sounds like, oh, does it matter who wrote the letter? Like, as long as the letter gets written, blah, blah, blah. But number one, it shouldn't be a white person. It shouldn't be a white person's voice that's being elevated. It's Essentially, it's her voice since she's the one that wrote the letter. So mm. it's a white person's voice on the matter that's being elevated. Number two, her letter was shit. I didn't read it myself, but... And actually, no, I shouldn't say that because I haven't read it. And my sister did it with those words. But from her actions, I'm guessing the letter was shit. It didn't help with anything, like... One of them, all lives matter, flipping letters, like, oh, we, we believe that racism is bad and we need to drive it out. But how? How are we going to do that? How, are the, how is it manifested in the school? Oh, well, I don't know, because like, I don't experience it. So then shut up. Stop talking. If you don't experience it, okay, we get it. The sentiment, the solidarity, everything. But why is your voice the loudest right now? So then my sister contacts the girl and says, oh, you know, we're in the process of writing ours. We've got some specific requests for the school. We kind of want to hold them to account, etc." could you take it down? The girls like arguing with her kind of like, nah, listen, it's already been shared, but all this stuff here. Next thing, my sister has to go on Zoom with the girl. Bear in mind, she's never met her because my sister left the school five years ago. So she's never mm. met the girl. And the girls were 18, so she was born in 02. Mm. So already from that, I'm like, because bruv, 2000 born plus, yeah. <laughs> They're already tats, bruv. Like, I've got a brother that was born in that year. You know how they are. So you just don't know, innit? And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You mean well, all right? Like, you mean well, but it's not your fault. But you're, you're in the way, basically. <laughs> My sister had to go on Zoom with the girl for half an hour. And this is what I mean about, like, they're trying to help, yet you've got a black woman here doing, essentially, again, racial consulting with you for half an hour for free because you won't flipping delete your post and let her then put their letter up, which is a specific letter with a black voice in it as well. So then are you really an ally or you're doing it for your ego? Or you're doing it for to get praise or to show that oh, I'm not one of the bad ones. Bruv, you are just as bad because you're yeah. in the way of the movement. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and that's it, bruv. It's like, 
there's too many, I feel like it's, and this is not even specific to um, racism or anything. I just feel like people's egos and sense of entitlement, it's too like people don't understand that something might not be about you. So just get out of the way. Yeah, like, it's, it's, not, it's not essentially get out of the way. It's, full, it's more, okay, from my perspective, it's more full back, like, like propel, the, propel the issue forward, isn't it? Like, I'd, I'm happy for you to be there supporting the cause. Mm. But you're not leading this course. Isn't your like? It's not your voice that needs to be heard right now. Yeah. Like, this is essentially a black matter. We need the people. We need to be the people who are the spokespeople on this issue, mm. because like, we understand this issue, mm. and it's not the same as saying like, if you're not black, you shouldn't be involved. Yes, you should be involved. Everyone who believes in like. A, a like fair just society should be involved but it's not your issue to lead mm. like just like fall back take a supporting role mm. and just propel it forward mm. that's what you need to do in this situation yeah no, i agree so that's my yeah that was, that was thing, my thing what i was saying about i don't think it's white saviorism because the reason i said the power the onus is on them is because they have the power to change it so maybe a decision needs to be made by someone with the, but I'm saying like, even then, I don't know if that's onus, right? Because like, no, I think it is we're, we're, we're essentially going to force the hand. Like it don't, the, 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 whatever, the thing is going to like, if it's a law, if it's, I don't know, a reform bill that gets passed or whatever, it might be signed by someone white, but like, it's not that person who has brought, the change yeah, around. I guess, I guess, we're, debating, I guess we're debating semantics because I'm like, for me, I'm like, the onus is on them because if they are the ones that have to be signing the bill. Like, for example, if it's, if you want economic racial equality, um, you need all the people at the top of the economic system. So all the CEOs of the FTSE 100 companies or whatever, which, but imagine I found out, I don't know if it's true, I saw it on Twitter. Apparently there are more white men named, uh, named Steve that are CEOs of uh, FTSE 100 companies than there are people of color. In the... <laughs> but anyway, um, Steve, Steve isn't even even the most stereotypical white name. What's okay. going on? But um, my thing is, if, if if we need them to uh, make the change for it to happen, because we can buy black as much as we want, all that stuff, but we don't have the power to change it because we've been pushed down for so long. Basically, like um, if we talk, if we look at like specifically America. Um, they, the, the racial inequality is so inherent in the system because when the system was uh, devised, it was like designed to keep black people down. That's why you have like red line and things like that. Um, it was designed that way. So, and that was what over 200 years ago or something like that. So if, if that system is still there, it's either we revamp the system completely like we kick them out and have a new system or something like that i don't know if that's possible because the, number, the numbers wouldn't suggest that we could do it if you get me like mm. to just oust them <laughs> some people have that that point of view some people will have that point of view yeah i don't i don't think that'll happen because if we look at here we're still what three to four percent of the country so even if you get every black person on the same page which is another thing we touched on because black people aren't on the same page because we're not a monolith. So how can you be on the same page? Mm. Um, 
there's no movement where everybody's on the same page anyway. But I'm mm. saying if you, in some miracle world, could have every black person on the same page, singing from the same hymn sheet, with the same objectives and the same methodology for going about it, we're still only 4%. So, well, like, how are we going to fix it? Like, you need, it needs to come from the top almost. I don't know if about come from the top, but it needs to, like, wait. The change needs to come from them. Do you get it? Like, we can we can push for progression and stuff so that it's easier to live in um the west as a black person but it doesn't mean that it's going to solve racism or solve the issue solve racial inequality racism so, will be there so what if, the, what if they're not willing to make that change then then what do you do so my then you've exhausted your options from your point of view no that's why i'm very pessimistic <laughs> Nah, to be to be honest, um, so I, I, I saw on Twitter, um, Akala, someone tweeted him and said, when's this shit going to end? This was like not long after George Floyd was killed. Uh, they sent him the videos and when's this shit going to end? And he said, I wrote it down. Um, oh, it's on my laptop as well. Um, I wrote it down, but it was something along the lines of when Africa is militarily strong enough and economically prosperous enough to protect its uh, or to um what's the word like protect its descendants so the people in the diaspora in the sense mm. of um i think of it similar to how in the uh the u.s is like strong etc to the extent that that woman that came and knocked over that guy on his bike here didn't even get extradited for you know uh, etc like she gets protected I, I i get what you're saying i get what you're saying I get what my you're saying. and and it's essentially the way I see it, we're living, <laughs> we're living in Babylon, isn't it? and we we can't, you can't like, regardless of you know the fact that we've managed to build out this sort of Black British culture, or like if in our, our specific case we've managed to build out Black British culture, um, we've managed to build out you know Black spaces in this country, etc. The country is always going to be a white country. Um, unless something uh, drastically changes. I, th I think it's like, what, 80% white? 84%. Like the whole, yeah, the whole country. So even though London is more of a mix, etc., the whole country is majority white. So it will, unless we manage to convince them that we deserve equal rights, which I don't think is going to be the case because they, they treat us worse than dogs. So I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, it's one where I feel like us in the diaspora have to take a more active interest in Africa. Not like, and not on that stupid thing of going back and building up Africa and we're gonna build a Wakanda and all that shit. That's dumb as fuck. Like some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard about building Wakanda in, in um, anytime I hear them do say anything about, but you know, this is what I talk, I mean when people are so fucking corny, but like when Ludacris, Ludacris went to Ghana over Christmas um, during the year of return stuff, uh, the Ghanaian president was, effectively just handing out uh, citizenships like people could come back and become Ghanaian citizens um, which I think is really good I think it's you know encouraging people to take more of an interest in Africa to come back etc whatever you want to call it man's doing the Wakanda salute <laughs> after he's collected his passport and shit it's like bro don't mock the thing like <laughs> don't mock the thing like stop being so funny for five minutes I beg you please like T.I. when he was telling them not to riot in in um Atlanta because there's so many black owned businesses there, which is a good point. Like, 
if you're gonna protest, um, if you're gonna call it violence or whatever, aim it, like target it properly. Don't aim it at a black owned business that is a small business because you're just hurting yourself kind of thing. Um, but then he goes like, yeah, don't do this in Atlanta, man. This is Wakanda. Bruv, shut up, man. Everything has to be Wakanda this, Wakanda that. Mm. Like, but my point is, the way I see it, yeah, Africa has the youngest population of all the continents for whatever reason. Um, so the youngest population, which means it's got youth, exuberance, energy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But Africa, like African countries struggle to keep their young people in the country in the same way that the only reason I'm in this, in I was born and raised in London is because, well, I mean, with my dad, it's a different situation, but my mom came here because of the lack of opportunities in Ghana. And a lot of people have the same story. Like their parents came over here because it was a lack of opportunities, want to build a better life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And mm. it's one where if, if we can build the things where it's like, it's more of an appeal to stay in Africa. Like mm. effect, effectively imagine if, um, in a similar way to, uh, if you look at Singapore now, um, I don't see why somebody would, somebody born in Singapore would like want to aspire to move to America or the UK. I understand if you go there for like uni or whatever, because American US unis are still um, quote unquote like prestigious unis, etc. But in terms of living and making a life, etc., the pull from these like Western countries, etc., isn't as big in a country like uh, Singapore. Because Singapore has a lot of its own issues, though. It has its own Let issues, of course. But, um, and no, no country it's a very, is very uh, imperialistic. Yeah, no countries without issues. No countries without issues. But I'm saying, like, um, and I'm not saying that Singapore is some uh, mecca or some haven or whatever. And nor is uh, Singapore the most developed country in the world or whatever. But I'm saying, like, if you have it that yeah. your country is able to produce opportunities for its people, then the pull to go to the West is not as 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 big so then it's one where rather than uh africa kind of bleeding out all their young people just leaving to go and build their wealth in other countries um and effectively build up the other countries and build up their economies etc um with the incentive of sending some back like the same way our parents came here and they'll send some money back to ghana or wherever mm. um, but they're not building their wealth in that country mm. um, it's like an en endless cycle because african countries will never be able to develop fully will never be able to become uh, self-sustainable, like actually self-sustainable, because I would argue they're not self-sustainable right now. If if mm. your economic policy includes um, a section where you budget for um, Western aid, then how come how can you call yourself self-sufficient? Self if you re rely on Western aid to um, build your economic policies, then you're mm. not really self-sufficient. You're, you're always requiring a handout, and the handout that is um, the what's it called interest rate on it is crazy. You end up saddled with with debt from the World Bank, IMF, etc. So you just end up in the short term. You're able to develop and do whatever. In the long term, you're saddled with debt and you're always like in debt to these countries. So you're never the system like you're never free essentially. So the way yeah. I see it, like, we have to take an active interest in Africa <laughs> and also have an active interest in investing or going to um, capitalize on opportunities there because um, otherwise you'll have it where, um, like for example, um, Kenya, for example, they, they, they built like a railway line. The Chinese went and built them a railway line um, and they signed on the deal. Basically it was like, if they default on the loan, 
which has some crazy interest rate, if, you, if they default on the loan, they've given up their sovereignty of their port, which means the Chinese can come and just take over their port, which is like, it sounds crazy because how can you give up the sovereignty of the port? And obviously it's, it, on the surface, it sounds crazy. Like when you look beneath the surface, it's probably that some Kenyan politicians were paid off to give the port up as collateral for that, for that, um, for that loan. I'm saying if, if we don't take action and invest in Africa, because all these countries and all these, like the Western countries, all the stuff, uh, China, etc., are investing in Africa. So there's clearly opportunity there. Otherwise, why would they be there? If we don't take an active interest in doing that, then we'll always be in a situation where we're, we're basically begging them to treat us nicely over here when there's not really an incentive for them to do that because treating us nicely over here means their personal situation will be worse. If you ask for economic equality, that means the people with the higher um, the advantage, the economic advantage, need to give up something, some of what they have to like allow you to lift yourself up, which I don't see that happening on a large scale because we can't even get them to agree that black lives even matter in the first place, bro. So how, how are you going to get them to agree black lives matter and now agree, okay, so I'm going to give up a little bit of how much I earn so that black businesses can thrive, etc. I just don't see it happening. So it's one where, like the way I see it, and I know I'm sounding, I've been going on for a while, but I just feel like, but we've been begging them to treat us nicely for long enough. It's time that we take it into our own hands and just try and fix it. Like, obviously, continue fighting for equality here because in the here and now, we still live here, we're still dealing with these things. But in the long term, it needs to be one where we don't even have to stay here. Like, we don't even... And then and then they'll see, like, bruv, like, <laughs> they'll see that they needed us kind of thing. Like, if it's one where there was a mass exodus and everyone went back to their home nations, and I don't know, I know that's not going to happen, but imagine if that were the case, yeah. This place would not be able to survive, like... I mean, I mean... Uh, a strong Africa. I agree that we needed the, a strong Africa. I, I'm, I'm agree, in agreement there. Um, my only thing is it needs to be the right kind of strength. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, like, for example, like, I don't, so for Singapore, I don't even know that much about Singapore. I just know that they do have some of the same issues that are present. Um, here yes. just yeah. manifesting in a slightly different way because it's yeah. a different populace but yeah. so there's one quote from like a book which is like um says like they ask the question can a white system um evolve without white people so like in at a certain point in time will the same system be in place, but just without white people, um, which I think it probably can. I think it has. And, yeah, and that's my that's my one um, thing is like, we just we need a strong Africa, but in the right way. Yeah, and no. like I think there is the elements of that that's happening, but like, I think it definitely. Works. You just need to think about how you wanna how you wanna achieve yeah, a strong yeah, Africa yeah, because just investing yeah. in Africa doesn't necessarily mean that yeah, like. No, I, feel, I feel like um basically I feel like there needs to be an agreement across the diaspora that, or a recognition that, the situation is going to be fucked until we've got, a strong like the motherland and all them places are strong. You know I mean? but, yeah, yeah, I mean that's the first how, step. How that, yeah, and then how that's that the first how that manifests is obviously different because I'm speaking as a second gen immigrant who goes to Ghana twice a year. 
or has been able to go to Ghana twice a year for the last almost decade. So obviously I'm coming from a different perspective because I can easily, or easier than most, assimilate back into, um, if I were to move back, I'd be able to assimilate pretty easily. I know I've got family links there, etc. Some people don't have family ties there. Some people don't have land there. Some people um, haven't ever been there. So, so to some people, it's just not, it's just another country kind of thing. Um, and that's not even getting onto African-Americans who don't even know which country they're originally from, for example. Um, I mean, uh, so that, that adds so much. And it's like, yeah, do, do we, do we um, encourage everyone to go back um, just to build a new Western society over there? Like, are they going to go back and effectively shit on African society or African culture when they get there? So there needs to be like an assimilation. So I'm not just saying everyone should just rock up and pick up and just jump, jump over there. Uh, and I'm not saying that investment there will be the only thing that will fix it either. Um, especially like even thinking um, the LGBT community is probably safer for them to be over here than in Africa because a lot of countries are violently homophobic out there. So yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of like there's issues basically. Neocolonialism. There's a, there's a lot of neocolonialism still in Africa. So yeah. like when you say we need a strong Africa, we do. But I'm just saying like. There's still work to be done there as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not saying it's like an easy task in that, but I feel like it's, it's stuff like, I always bring up the example of oil in Africa, because especially like, uh, specifically Nigeria, um, and Ola brought it up when, uh, at our event, you were saying how Nigeria's got, what, the eighth largest oil reserves in the world. I think it's eighth. Might even be bigger than that. Um, but it's not got a Nigerian-owned refinery, or it's now, Dangote just built one, I think. But mm. um, I don't even know if it's finished, but like, um, for all these years, it hasn't had um, a an African-owned refinery, which means they've got the you know crude uh, oil, but that's it's not worthless. But it's not until it's refined, its its uh, value is kind of capped. So it needs to be refined. So they always have to partner with a Western oil super major or um, an American like super major to to the to refine their oil then they have to buy back the oil at a, pro, um, at a premium before they can use it to you know, provide power to their country. Hence why Nigeria has, um, uh, what's it called? What's the word? Uh, inconsistent energy um, across the grid, etc. cetera. Um, hence why Nigeria's, even though it's got what the, one of the eighth largest, uh, so the eighth largest um, reserves of one of the world's most valuable natural resources, it's still got what, like, I think it was something like almost 50% of people live in poverty. Um, or it's either that or like almost 50% of people are unemployed or something like that. Like, it's still got so many issues. Um, mm. And a lot of that is to do with the fact that um, there's, like you say, neocolonialism in Africa. So it's like, and not only that as well, poor leadership too, to the sense that um, the leaders have effectively just become the oppressors. So it's like, like what you were saying about kind of white system exists without white people. Yeah, because the the people that were doing the oppressing before were the white people, and now it's just the leaders and the corrupt people that are at the top of the system that are doing the exact same um, oppressing of the like Nigerian population. Mm. So it's like, but when I say we need to invest in Africa and stuff, it's like, um, now I asked my dad because uh, in the Ghanaian context, Ghana's also got a bit of oil, and obviously not as much as uh, as Nigeria, and my dad does a lot of work to um secure deals so that um they they uh what's it called 
securing deals so that there's oil and like fuel for the um, national grid so that like Ghana has um, electricity, which is like something that you need to industrialize, uh, urbanize, etc., and effectively develop as a country. You need uh, a constant electricity production, um, electricity supply. And I was like, why is it the case that you have to get in bed with these like Russian companies or like Dutch companies, American companies, etc., to produce this thing? And he said, literally, there's two things like. Um, number one is that to run an oil to to um, run a refinery, you need like minimum six hundred million dollars, um, which would effectively almost bankrupt, not almost bankrupt Ghana, but like they can't hack six hundred million dollars on their own to run it on their own. Um, mm. So there's that, um, which is partly because they've got to pay back these flipping World Bank debts and IMF debts and all this stuff, all these debts to these countries that have given them aid, which means they don't mm. have the ability to effectively pull themselves out of poverty because they're always having to pay back the money that they borrowed to try and pull themselves out of poverty. So it's an endless cycle. So like I said, you're never free. Then there's that. And also they don't have the expertise. Like they don't, in the country, there's not enough engineers that can run a refinery, not enough Ghanaian engineers that can run a refinery. Hence why when Africa in the last decade has, has um, developed a lot, a lot of countries have seen a lot of development. Ghana's, uh, Ghana's definitely has, um, Kenya, other countries have seen a lot of development is because they've had to take loans from the Chinese and China just come and import all their workers and they build everything for them. Like I saw this video about that, the train I was talking about in Kenya. Bruv, the Kenyan people working on the train are speaking Chinese to, to the Kenyan um, passengers. It doesn't make any sense. Why are they speaking Chinese? Like, why are you coming on the train and saying ni hao when <laughs> it's a Kenyan train? Like, the Chinese have built it. Cool. But it's a Kenyan train, Kenyan passengers, Kenyan driver. Yeah, you're speaking Chinese. It doesn't make sense. So it's like, when I see stuff like that, it's like, that's why when I say we need to invest, it's like, we need to kind of, or we need to do something to break this cycle of neocolonialism in the country, in the continent. Because it's like, if we don't, it will never be a case where these countries are able to pull themselves out of, of the situations they're in. And it's, it will never be the case that uh, the general perception of, of Africa will be one of it being a charity case. The general um, like African young people won't be staying in the country to build their wealth and et cetera. And it's like, it's one where we'll always have this reliance on, um, like I feel like the reason we're in this situation anyway of protesting racism, et cetera, is because we rely on the system because we all live here, we all work here, we all, et cetera, build our lives here. So it's like we rely on them, so we need the system to work for us in an, to an extent so that we can have a comfortable life, etc. But the point is the system was never designed to work for us. So it's not like we shouldn't be shocked when the system does this. Like when I found out recently that um, the police force used to be like the slave patrol in the US, then it's not a surprise that they're still killing black people, brother. It was built to catch black people that were free slaves, uh, um, free that people that had won their freedom. It was built to catch them and throw them back in the dungeons or wherever it was, or back on the plantations and stuff. So it's like, if the system was never de designed to help you or to fix it, like, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you have to get real and be like, we have to. I, I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, I don't want that same system to be implemented yeah. in Africa, which it, it definitely there's a like possibility of that happening. If you just, yeah, it's true, uh, it's true. just have to think about how you're in, 
best in how but i agree that strong africa is necessary i'm i'm i think i'm on the same lines as you yeah um just how to get that yeah done without just putting in place a same system or exacerbated um inequality because a lot of these countries have a lot of inequality already so coming yeah. now it's likely if if someone from the west goes back to africa you're likely going to be living at least upper middle class but you're mm-hmm. not going to be going back and being um a house boy or something like that so um there's that too so that's what i mean about being jaded bro it's just better to think about I mean, by the time you're done you're just like um it's better to think about it's a lot to we've think been doing about. for an hour and we still haven't got anywhere <laughs> not that we were not that we were like tasked with solving racism, <laughs> but like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Did you see the, the J. Cole and No Name thing? I just saw that today, not gonna lie. I didn't I haven't listened to the song yet. Okay. I just saw Cole Cole doing dumb stuff again. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to him. Yeah. I'm gonna get in my Cole stand bag for a little bit. <laughs> oh, Cole stand. <laughs> well he was my most listened to artist last decade, but <laughs> still. Um, <laughs> he he does admit at the start of the song that people have, I guess, mistaken him for an intelligent person, which is um, <laughs> it's nice to be, that shows self awareness to know that you're an idiot and and, and to admit it. Um, and actually, now idiot's a bit strong, but basically, he, he's kind of like um. Almost like lamenting the position he's been put in. Like, for example, I saw that, you know, Imperial has a hip-hop society now. I don't know if you know. But they posted the, the song and they put, like, Cole Speaks as the caption. Like, to say, like, we've been waiting for Cole to sit <laughs> for the issue. Um, and to be fair, I, I like, I, I do fall into that sometimes where I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what Kendrick's going to say on this. I wonder what Cole's going to say on this, etc. But mm-hmm. both of them, Kendrick and Cole, um, I don't know why I'm bringing Kendrick into this, but I always do anyway. Um, <laughs> Both of them are have admitted they're not very well read and stuff. So it's like, bro, and even on his after he dropped the song and saw the criticism, he did a series of tweets like addressing the situation, and he said like a person like me, a nigga like me is I, I just rap kind of thing. And it's like yeah, he thinks deeply about stuff and he raps about it. But just because you think deeply and you you know can put bars together doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. Um, I'm just I'm just trying to look at the lyrics of this song now because I haven't actually listened to it. I just saw that it was like... Should I play it now? Oh, it's playing already. Fooled by my college degree. Niggas be thinking I'm deep, intelligent, fooled by my college degree. My IQ is average, there's a young lady out there, she way smarter than me. I scrolled through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at these crackers, she mad at these capitalists, mad at these murder police. She mad at my niggas, she mad at our ignorance, she wear a heart on the sleeve. She mad at the celebrities, okay, I'm I don't need to hear this song. I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics. It's such a dumb song. It's such a dumb song. I'm looking at the lyrics. Number one, yeah. I that just basically came through. He's the same points that we're making about ego. This is this is just yeah, that. Yeah, that's my thing. It's exactly that. And I don't know if you saw the background yet, but basically, no name tweeted. And I thought the tweet was like the day before the song or something, but the tweet was from like two weeks ago. So now I'm confused because I'm like, why did he even think that the tweet was about him? But because I don't think the tweet was about him, like Cole's been protesting and stuff since like 2014 times. Like he's been doing it before. It was like cool, like a hashtag on Instagram, etc. 
Like, so I don't know why he. One of them things where it's like if the shoe fits, like I don't think the shoe fit him, but you just put it on. And I mean, he took offense in it. It's it's like yeah, but and I was just like, all right, I understand what. Maybe he's that saying. means he should be offended because like they say, if the shoe fits, then wear it. Yeah, so I don't know. I like I understand. I'm trying to understand his perspective here, and I understand that like. I, I've never, I've, I've always had some issues with Cole's wokeness, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, you can't even. But it's, I, 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 I don't think that he's against, like, I think his heart is in the right place. I just sometimes feel like. You know what, yeah? I feel like people, we should stop this whole heart in the right place thing. I feel like that shouldn't even be a phrase. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your intentions were good, bro. Like, you could... I'm not talking about this song specifically. I'm talking no, about. I know, I know in general, but like, I'm talking in general. I don't like hearing the phrase I didn't mean it because it doesn't when when did I accuse you of meaning it when did I think you were maliciously trying to hurt me or something that doesn't like you what we're talking about is what you did <laughs> what you did hurt the cause or whatever it is so we don't care if you meant well you know what I mean um, I don't even know if it meant well this just sounds like someone who was like see, angry I, that someone had the like audacity to say that he doesn't know enough he <laughs> 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 doesn't know what he's talking about you know what it is, yeah? I think, because No Name didn't say that. She didn't say he doesn't know what he's talking about. He was the one that said he doesn't know what he's talking about. No Name said that he, if it was even about him, was basically saying, like, your your favourite artist's um, whole discography is about black struggle, um, black trauma, but he's not even, you can't even put a tweet up. He's not on, on the streets with you, etc. So she basically said, like, poor people are on the streets protesting, etc. And your favourite artist can't even put a tweet up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... On the one hand, I feel like a statement like that places too much emphasis or too much importance on social media activism, which I don't think is as effective as people think. Mm. Because, um, yeah, I feel like it's not as... I don't think it's that effective, social media uh, activism. Um, Especially because social media is like an echo chamber. Like, for example, these people are compelling their friends to put a post up here. If I put a post up, which I did put um, stuff up anyway, but I'm like, if I put it up here, yeah, I've got what? The average person has like what, 500 followers, I've got like five, 600 followers. And the majority of them, I've met them, like they're my friends. And I'm not friends with racists. So <laughs> if I'm putting a post up, I'm speaking, I'm preaching to the choir, like they all, and I don't think it's the same comparison with someone like Cole or Kendrick, because they've got millions of followers. And so it's not quite an echo chamber, but I feel like I feel like people in general overstate the importance or the impact of social media activism. Um, so like compelling someone to tweet or to you know put an Instagram post up or to post the black square, etc. I'm like, yeah, it's nice that they're showing solidarity and everything, but I don't feel like it does anything. And I feel like No Name also knows that it doesn't do anything because why would she have a book club? If she could just get away with just putting up a few tweets, etc., like she knows that mm. it's going to take more than just a few tweets, etc. So I feel like her initial tweet about people not being out there fighting for the cause, like celebrities not being out there fighting for the cause, I feel like it came from a place of like anger at the fact that people aren't doing enough, which I understand. Um, and I don't think Cole should have gone down the route of like trying to police her tone. <laughs> that was, I've been that's the line I saw was like her tones bothering me. I was like, alright, mm-hmm. I'm out, man. I'm and and out. trying to say, trying to say, um, she should treat us like kids. Bro, you're 35 oh, years yeah, old. You're not a kid, bro. You're not a kid. Are you like 30? Yeah, mid 
he's got children of his own, bro. Like he's saying, you need to treat me like a kid. And like again, I I I feel like people have kind of blown it out of proportion because um, they kind of just wanted a rap beef so that they can have some entertainment because people were just bored or distract wanted a distraction from the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but because I don't think No Name. Like, I feel like people are blown out of proportion because I don't think like in the first place I don't think the tweet was originally to Cole anyway. On the next, on the other hand, like people have now been trying to throw Cole under calling them a misogynist, etc. And like whether or not he's a misogynist, I feel like is is um, inconsequential to this thing anyway because like, bruv, there's bare rap lyrics that are misogynistic and you're cool with all of them. So like, if we're gonna start pointing fingers at Cole, then we have to just talk about rap as a whole thing like talk about misogyny and hip-hop as a whole thing not just like calling out Cole for being a misogynist because he tried to police uh no names tone in this case like mm. I feel like the whole thing had um descended into um talking about the specific celebrities involved rather than talking about the the cause and it, it just was a distraction which I don't think was um helpful and I think it's Cole's fault because if he hadn't sent the song, like he could have just called her and been like, yo, I don't like your tone. And then they could have just hashed it out. Yeah. It's yeah, like, he have recorded a four minute song to call her out when there's so many other things you could talk about right now. You know, I would have been fine with the song if the song was just about like, oh, I just realized like, I don't know enough and I need to learn more. But like, to put it on her as like, now you need to teach, <laughs> now you need to like, <laughs> speak to me with respect and teach me into learning more rather than like, saying what you said it's just a bit like again we're back on this thing of now i need to like spoon feed you yeah because you don't know then you need to learn no it's not about thing is as well no name does spoon feed people she's got a book club you want her to come and deliver the book to your front door (laughs) (laughs) you can sign up to the book club you can read and then you can get involved in the conversations and you will learn so what what, what, what would you want her to do like so that's another reason why i think the whole thing's like it's just a distraction because it's like whatever criticisms he has of no name and her approach i don't think they even apply to no name because she has a flipping book club that she she got she spends more time on her book club than she does on making albums so, like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, bruv, I don't know, man. Like, bruv, I'm reading all these like comments on Rap Genius on this post. What is it? Oh, they're all Cole fans, isn't it? Yeah, they're just like loads of Cole fans. To be fair, I have seen some people t- talk about um, No Names being a hypocrite because she's cussing Cole for for like basically mentioning her in the song and distracting from it by putting out a song which also distracts from it. Cause, mm. which I I I hear that to an extent, but the guy sent for her for no reason, so she just said, yeah, 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 and like sent for her dumbly as well. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna respond. <laughs> you should even give it a minute and a half, bro. It was like a minute and ten seconds or something like that. Like, <laughs> but I do, anyway, I do think there is something to be said about the approach, because like obviously this is just playing out like a, a general thing where people always have a disagreement on the approach of. The best approach to to i guess like liberation whatever you want to call it the best way to fight oppression yeah um and i think cole kind of interprets it as no name's tone is is welcoming or accepting or whatever to people that already understand already get it 
to an extent. But someone that doesn't get it, you need to change your tone so that they, they can get it. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean, that's bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit. Because, like, you, Cole is already supposedly the converted, right? Like, he wants, yeah. he wants, uh, assist, he wants, like, like, people to be free. He wants systematic change, systemic change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this is, it goes back to my point of why do you need your ego to be massaged for you to do what's right? Like, why do you need someone to tell you nicely for you to do the right thing? It's like, same way, um, I was having a conversation, like, just today, like, same way, it's like, um, if you do something wrong, yeah, there are so many people like, okay, I might have done something wrong, but the way you responded to me doing something wrong mm. made me feel bad. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like the way you could have responded in a nicer way. If you did yeah. something wrong, then why, who are you to then put demands of, like, that's how true. people respond to your poorly? Then, that's true, but I feel like it's human nature to an extent, like, a lot of the time, my dad always tells me, he's like, it's a lot of the time it's the way you say it, not how you, not what you say. Like people won't listen if you don't deliver the message in a certain way. And even that's, though, even though like, you know, but I'm, yeah. even, even though that's, that's stupid because bruv, if I'm saying facts, I'm saying facts. If I shouted the facts at you or if I whispered <laughs> it to you, it's still facts. Like I'm saying the same thing. Get over yourself and just understand the facts. But like, I feel like it's just, um, this is what I was saying before, like people are too egotistical, too entitled and stuff. They feel like things have to be, there's so much of a importance. You have to speak to them nicely. Like yeah, that's there's the so thing. much of an importance on that. And the, the fact is like, it's unfortunate that that's the case, but it is the case. So no, I think that there's two things, right? If we're talking about delivering a message, there are people who are good at public speaking and there are people who aren't, right? Yes, there is a way to deliver a message in a forceful tone um, that gets people speaking. That I completely agree with that. But if you're saying that, like, now I have to worry about, like, your feelings when you've done something wrong, otherwise I'm going to lose you to a just cause, then go in it. Like, we don't need you for the just cause. It's, it's like... Same thing. I mean, everyone makes mistakes. Like, I could also do something that, like, I realized afterwards I fucked up and people are mad at me for. Like, but at some point I have to be like, okay, then I've done, I have actually done something wrong. Or I've like, let me change. Let me try and improve. Let me see where I went wrong. Rather than to just come back and be like, hey, no, you actually needed to tell me that I did something wrong in a nicer way. There's no obligation on you to tell me that I did something wrong in a nicer way. It's up to yeah, me to true. face the consequences of me doing something <laughs> wrong, like, and change. If you're getting turned off at, like, if, you, if like, for you to get, like, um, put down on something means that you're gone, that you're going to turn away from it, then you didn't really have the motivation to, like, do it, in the first place. Do it anyway. Because yeah. we've all been in situations where, like, we've, like, faced, um, um, adversity or like we face like a situation where um we made a mistake right Mm -hmm. and if you're motivated you'll try and learn from your mistake right you'll try and fix that i mean that's my point of view so like no i agree i agree but i don't know like i'm not saying that he's right in what he's saying i'm just saying that um again it kind of depends on what and i don't think this applies to no name anyway because i feel like she does flipping spoon feed people the information anyway but it's like what is your 
what's your incentive for, for the message that you're putting up? Because it's like, if for example, in this, uh, when, in, in this situation, it's like um, you're trying to convince um, white people that black lives matter, yeah. Screaming it at them uh, clearly doesn't work because that's what we've been doing forever. Um, so it's like, it's unfortunate yeah, that these, that, I mean, I don't know, I, but it's like, it's, it's unfortunate. The way I see it, it's like, it's unfortunate that these people are so stupid that they can't understand the simple concept that black lives matter. When they say all lives matter, how can all lives matter? Like you're saying the same thing. How can all lives matter when black lives don't? But if they're so dumb that they can't get that, just shouting it at them or whatever is not going to work. Like you have to li literally like hold their hand and it's like, you see all these flipping posts about how to talk to your um, ignorant family about X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Like that shouldn't be necessary. You shouldn't need an Instagram post to guide you on how to, how to like, they, they shouldn't require people following like an Instagram guide or, you know, they might get offended. So I have to uh, deliver it in this term, blah, 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 etc. Like, but unfortunately, like people are stupid. So sometimes you do have to like hold people's hand through it. But I feel like No Name already does that because she's got a book club, etc. So she's already holding people's hand through it. Stupidity is something different to. Yeah, no, it's true. But stupidity is something different to what we're talking about here. Because here we're mainly talking about ego. Because like this is a situation where you have people who like are already motivated towards a cause. Yeah. So now I have to like treat them with like kid gloves to, to get them to that's different, that's different. even, even, I mean, to an extent, like fair enough. If you take it upon yourself to teach, then ooh, like praises to you. That's definitely like a valiant thing to do. Yeah. And I'm sure it does have an impact in some cases, but like, I mean, there are some people who like, just don't want to learn or who don't want to be taught. Like, I don't know, I've tried to teach people no, before and I just like, bro, sometimes I don't, I, it's I don't so frustrating. To, bro, so, it's, it's like that book, Why I Don't Speak to White People About Race, bro. I don't speak to white people at all. Because like, I'm like, fam, I'm just tired. Like, there's no, <laughs> I could chat to you about football and the weather and that, but other than that, bro. <laughs> but this, this is the thing, isn't it? If, you're, if your intentions are in the right place, like, the essential, like, metaphorically what happened was a slap on the wrist yeah and now you like are gonna make a, a whole song then, about it yeah like come on man come on nah it's true it's true and not only that as well there needs to be and we also put another message now that like now you're saying like oh if people to everyone who's like a j cole fan it's like oh i'm only gonna i'm only gonna um entertain these conversations if people uh talk to me nicely about them and take the time to educate me. And a lot of J. Cole's fans are not black. Like, a lot of his fans are yeah, black, yeah, but, like, yeah. a lot of them are also not black. So that's just a, like, in my mind, like, a slightly damaging message to be putting out. No, no, it's, no it definitely is. Cole's definitely wrong. He's definitely wrong. But, um... This whole I thing trying, about... I was, give, I was trying to give him a lifeline, man. I can't even find one, bro. <laughs> like, he's wrong, man. He's wrong. He's wrong. Anyway... Um, I really hope he didn't put the song out because he felt compelled to speak. Because it's like, <laughs> sometimes you can be quiet, man. You didn't need to speak. <laughs> this is what I like. Um, anyway, um, what was it? I, I need to bounce in a little bit, but um, I want to ask you actually 
what is um is there a different kind of perspective coming from it as a mixed race person Mm. Mm. no not really i mean no okay <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know it <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think there is. I mean, the only, the only um, place where it could crop up is if it's like, if it's like a situation of, because to be honest, no, there's not, bro. There's really, there's really not. There's, there's actually not. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the situation where it would be, but no, nah, there's, there's not. I I don't know where I was going with the question. I kind of thought that, um, I don't know. I see all these posts like a bit like logic and stuff, talking about how they're not, they don't feel accepted by the black community, etc. But I feel like for the for the majority of black people, they consider mixed race people black because mixed race people are black. So I think like, logic it doesn't look. Black, yeah, Logic is, is a specific case because he he's white passing, so people wouldn't so, know if he's got a black uh black. I think his dad's black, but people wouldn't so maybe, know if he's got black. Maybe, maybe if like my um family were like very ignorant about these issues, then I would have slight more difficulties in the because then it's like I have to like convert my own family or like yeah. um i have to like i'm posting about stuff and i wouldn't have the like support of my like family yeah. i have to hide my views from my family yeah i guess there could be stuff around it it's just yeah. not stuff that i've felt personally um yeah to be fair because I, I, I think i saw it on twitter there was um one mixed race girl i think it was that um her, her family didn't understand the whole distinction between all lives matter and black lives matter. So she had to explain that to them. But I feel like those would be like, those instances will probably be few and far between. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Because um, there's probably a lot of, um, to be fair, there's probably a lot of mixed race people who've got like black and white mixed race, or even black and anything mixed race, uh, who've got um, racist family. But I probably have a racist family. <laughs> I just don't like speak to them. <laughs> no, I hear that. I hear that. Fairman. Um, I don't know. There's probably more. I mean, we could deep dive more into like that topic. But I, I mean, at an Uber level, no, there's not really any different perspective on it. Um, yeah, there's not. Um, did we talk about allies? Nah, I don't know. We did it. Oh yeah, yeah, allies, bruv. Fuck allies, man. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. Like, and people, yeah, people will be like, oh, he's been cynical, he's been a prick, or whatever. But the way I see it, yeah, my problem with this whole ally thing, firstly, why do we even have to have a name or whatever to, like, yeah, 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 yeah. what's the word, designate or whatever to say, oh, you're with an us, ally, yeah. 
like, oh, wow, you believe black people deserve human rights. Let's give you an ally badge. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's that. Then there's, so that, that kind of plays into this whole thing of like, oh, I'm good or I'm not good or whatever. Like the whole... Yeah, it's the good, the good bad binary. Call it. Like, like, when people are able to, in their heads, um, group themselves with the cause without doing anything, because to, to label yourself an ally just means you say, oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm an ally. I put up a black square. Like no one's gonna, no one's gonna like interrogate you deeply to figure out if you are an ally or not. You know what I mean? Um, like even flipping, I saw one girl, uh, a white girl at the march who said, stop shooting all the black guys. We want, the, we want mixed race babies. You're not an ally. I mean, there's, there's a few comments like that that were just like complete Dumb. stupidity. Like... Dumb. And to be fair, I've seen it on both sides because I've seen enough, bro. When I tell you black men are the weakest link and it's, it makes me so sad, bro, I'm seeing one guy say, um, why do you guys hate us so much? Your daughters love us, bro. You're fair. Yeah, your, daughters, your daughters love every inch of us. That was the one. Oh, Which is, there's, there's so many you issues there. Like, like, oh, man, you're such a joker, bro, bro, bro. bro. You're, oh, it just, it makes me go mad. I'm like, fam, you're literally fetishizing yourself as a joke in the middle of a pro, like, why? I don't get, even, bro, I even had some, uh, an issue with people that, like, make their, their um, posters and stuff at the protests have, like, some sort of humor to them. Maybe I'm just too cynical and stuff. I'm like, fam, it's something funny right now. Like, <laughs> why, <laughs> why are we making jokes? Like, why are we trying to make it, you know, oh, uh, you know, I've got a, a zigger on this one, man. It's going to be, this one's definitely going to hit at the protest. People are going <laughs> to mud me as I walk past. Fuck off, man. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, man. I don't know. But yeah, I also agree, actually. I don't think there should be a term of being an ally or not. Like, I don't understand it, man. Just support, just support the cause, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and, and, and don't, the thing about the ally thing, I feel like, firstly, it's ego again. It's ego again, and that's my problem because I feel like in too many occasions, it's the whatever the ally does gets highlighted. So, um, a white person speaking to their white family about racism will get recorded and put on Instagram and get shared and everything, blah blah blah. And I understand that you know you can share it to kind of show other white people, here's how you do it, here's how you speak to your racist uncle or whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah. But, bruv, we've been having these conversations forever. I can't tell you the number of people I've spoken to about racism. It's only now clicking. And it's like, I wouldn't even record it and want it to be shared or anything. But it's like, bruv, like, why is it that when they do the bare minimum, it's heralded as, like, an amazing feat when people have been literally doing this stuff for years? Like, black people have been doing this stuff for years. And it goes unnoticed. Like, even this this protest... um, this like round of protests almost um i see people saying like people that went to the ones in 2014 or 15 i think it was for mike brown saying mm. like you know it's very similar to that but like there are a lot more white people this time etc and it's almost like these people are like oh these these ones are different kind of thing yeah and you can say it's different because there's been more protests and stuff and more what's the word impacts on social media but is it just different because more white people are clocking in? Is it like now that we're, now we're seeing white people paying attention to something that they should have? Like basically, I don't feel like you should get a pat on the back for, being, for finally paying attention. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like that at all. I remember when I was working at Felix, uh, they did a diversity, um, diversity something or other, yeah. And they asked me to be on the panel. 
bear in mind, I've done no official work for diversity or racial equality or anything, yeah. Mm. I was just on the panel because I'm black, yeah. Mm. But I, and I asked her because everybody on the panel had done something, written something, was in some sort of position uh, for whatever the equality was, if it, whether it be LGBT or for women or whatever. And I guess they just ran out, of, they had no black people. So I was like, oh, why am I on this panel? And she's like, oh, you know, you just do so much work for equality. I was like, do I really? Like, <laughs> so firstly, that's a problem, bruv. You guys just had to find the quick, quickest like white uh, black colleagues so that you can have them on the panel. Mm. Now I'm on a panel with people that know a lot more than I do. I read the stuff and I've got an, an interest in it. So I read mm. and, and I think about this stuff a lot mm. like, by virtue of being black and living through it. So mm. I read about it um, and I take an interest in it. Cool. So, and I've probably taken more, more of an interest than a lot of people, but I haven't done any, written any essays on it. I haven't like, these people have all done work basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. they're passing the mic round and um, it gets to me. I'm like, well, how do I even follow this up? So I, I said, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm all for racial equality and all, all this stuff. Yeah, I just waffled and then hand, on the, hand over the mic. Cool. Then one woman on the panel who's done bare work about, um, she's a physicist at uh, Imperial. She's doing yeah. or something. And she basically, she goes, she, she goes on Wikipedia and like edits the um, pages of like, old papers and puts in the black people that like helped to write it yeah she got a, a lot of or, no no not the black people the women so black people and and women that mm. helped to write it so she gets a lot of praise and stuff and a lot of like publicity from that yeah and mm. she talked about how her dad watched when they see us and cried at the end and said like you know it's kind of changed his perspective and they were talking about like what what should allies do and then she was like oh you know have the conversations at home blah 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 blah, blah yeah and I'm thinking, am I meant to sit here and clap for you because your dad, who was clearly a racist before, watched <laughs> when they see us. Still probably a racist, by the still way. Still probably is. Watched still when they see us. Racist. was like, oh, wow, is this what black people go through? And then and we're all meant to come and, like, flipping praise you for being the best ally. Or I don't get it. Like, I don't see why, why that is something that deserves applaud. We shouldn't be clapping for people for having the basic sense of understanding that people deserve human rights. Why should that be applauded? You know what you need to, you know what, what I feel like people need to ask themselves? What you need to ask themselves, like ask ourselves to an extent, I guess, is like, why are you doing this? Like, if you're just doing it to make yourself feel good, you just have to, you, yeah, you just have to understand what is the base reason. Like, is the reason you're doing this to make yourself feel good? Because that shouldn't be the reason you should be doing it because it's the right case, thing to do. If that's the case, do it. Go and make yourself feel better in a different way, man. Go feed a homeless person. Or <laughs> like, it's a tough one because... And then people will look at me and say, I'm being a prick for cussing them, etc. But you know they deserve to be cussed, bro. Why, if you're doing this just for praise... Like, I saw someone say, this was part of my rant, they were like, oh, um, basically saying... You know, everybody's coming from a different starting point. Everybody doesn't have the same information. Everybody's, you know, doing their bit, blah, 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 etc. Cool. And I messaged her and I said, nah, man, this ain't it. Like, and she's got like 10, 12K followers or something. I said, nah, this ain't it because there needs to be room for critique of the methods. Otherwise, you're going to end up with what happened with the Blackout Tuesday, which I think was a fiasco, bro. Because mm-hmm. now you've got something where they were using Instagram and the uh, BLM hashtag to... Um, spread the message, spread news, etc., um, through organize, the organizing groups. They were using the hashtag to spread news and now it's blacked out. Yeah. To me, it sounds like, fam, it sounds like somebody in the KKK or something was like, you know what, we'll, we'll get them because we don't want them spreading the information anymore. So let's, let's do this black square solidarity. <laughs> and I know that's not how it started out, 
but my point is everybody jumped on because it was the easiest way to, to show solidarity. But why do we even need people to show solidarity when they're not doing shit? Like my yeah, school, yeah. I, and I brought it up with my teacher. They posted a picture of, um, they took this picture a while back um, with all the black students. Yeah, um, I think they did it for Black History Month, basically saying like, you know, the school's diverse. But I went to that school for 11 years. My brother went four years as well. So 15 years, two black teachers. So you, you don't have any black staff. So you're saying, yet you're praising the black kids on the thing. And bear in mind, it's a fee paying school. So all these black kids have paid their school fees. So why are you getting a pat on the back for letting them in? Is it that like black people shouldn't be allowed in, but you know, we let a few, a few of them in because yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah, us showing yeah. solidarity. That's why I'm like, bro, the whole compelling people to show solidarity, firstly, does nothing. Secondly, it's like um, this whole, this thing of like people are scared to post or whatever because they might receive hate. Yeah. Firstly, if you're receiving hate for posting it, You've got, you're in the wrong circles. <laughs> we're in the wrong circles, bro. Secondly, are you doing this to receive love? Like, wh who told you that, you know, posting about this stuff, everybody's going to love you and you're going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so clearly you're doing it to receive love. So you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So fuck off. Mm. Then, then, um, bro, they're shook to post online. Fam, we're not asking for a hunger strike. <laughs> we're shook to post a story. And I'm not even one that's bro. trying to compel people to post a story because I'm like, fam, you can see, like, firstly, pressing add to story is nothing. So I'm, I don't care if you do it or not. But then to turn around and be like, oh, I'm just too scared to do it because my followers might think this and that. Bro, I beg you, fuck off. We don't need your post. We don't need to hear from you. You clearly have Even that, man. Even, even that, I'm well, like, I, it just comes back to why you're doing it, man. Because, like, it's so, it's such a basic necessity in us to like want to feel good um, but like everything I'm just trying to I'm just like very very like conscious of like I can't I can't just say because people like post um, stuff or like because they like did XYZ that like they're an, like they shouldn't be doing it to be called an ally do you know what I mean like it's yeah. It shouldn't be part of a thing of like you're doing it for like self gratification. I like them. I just it pisses me off. And then it actually, and I know it's necessary to an extent as well. But it, honestly, it pains me when I see like black people have taken the time out to write a guide to allies on how to be an ally. Like you're literally telling people how not to be a shit person. And it's like, bro. I know obviously it's necessary. I've, also, I've seen that shared so much. Like how to. I know, be I know it's necessary. I know it's necessary, but it just it actually makes me angry. Like how why does it even need this like how does it get to this stage like it shouldn't be it shouldn't it shouldn't be how to be a good ally the post should be how to support the cause like that's how you can support the cause like why is it why is it how to be a good ally why have we made it something of like this is how you too can be a good person like my thing, my thing is bro if they if they do the work in terms of like google is free if you if you do your googles yeah the information is all there. It will, it will, it will come unless you're an idiot. If you read this stuff, yeah. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of very well-read people that are still racist. So, <laughs> but like, you need to read the stuff and also engage in like conversations about it and just like read stuff that challenges your opinion and like be willing to change your opinion. Because if you read it with a mindset of this is wrong and read it almost to prove that it's wrong, then you're never going to change. So, mm. I just feel like for the majority of people, once you read the stuff 
and you take your ego out of it. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't even need a step-by-step guide. People shouldn't have to take their time out to write a step-by-step guide because it would be obvious to you if it's a Black Lives Matter march and I'm a white person, I shouldn't be leading it. Or if, if it's writing a letter to a school and I'm a white person, I shouldn't be writing it because mm-hmm. I don't experience it. So, like I said, they'll be like, oh, I feel racism's bad. Okay, which specific instances are you referring to? Oh, I don't know. I just feel all racism's bad. You're fucking up the thing, bro. You're fucking yeah. up. Like, but even in that situation, right? Now, let's say we're in that situation and someone challenges you, okay? If you actually are about what you say you're about, you should fall then, back. That, then you should go and learn more in it. That should, exactly. that should, that should like, be a motivation to say, like, right, exactly. I actually don't know enough about this. But, like, because everyone wants to be, like, treated like some kind of savior or like some kind of ally or like wants to be even like among like uh the black community potentially seen as woke then like it sort of means that you now have to feel you feel like you need to hit back and say like oh like for the for the jayco example i don't like your tone or for like um example of like someone who like gets told that they're not being a good ally or like i feel like i'm just I'm guys doing not, like um i'm doing my best pushing people away from your movement by by yeah. by not being inclusive and etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like if 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 you're not in it for the right reasons then don't be in it like just go about your day and it will we'll, we'll handle it <laughs> the people who like are trying to do it for the right reasons will handle it, in it. sometimes i'm like and obviously, because that plays into white fragility, because they feel like, again, their egos are so fragile that, like, if their ego's bruised in this whole thing, they're like, oh, you know, fuck it. I tried to help, but the black people don't want me to help. So blah, 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 yeah. Um, but I'm also like, for a lot of the things that we want to happen, we don't need people to be on the same page. We need the numbers. No, we don't need people to be on the same page. So for I'm example, not saying that people should have, like, differences of opinion. I'm just saying that people shouldn't take everything as a personal slight. No, 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 no. Definitely, like, that, definitely that. But I mean, like more, social cause. I feel, I feel more like um, for people that are very radical or have radicalized themselves. Yeah, um, it's pretty simple for them. Like abolish the police. Um, you know, fuck capitalism, all this stuff. Yeah, etc. Certain people aren't that. They, they haven't radicalized themselves. So they're supposed anti-racist or whatever, but they're not that far along the thing yet. Do you get me? And there's a lot of black people that are still you know, proponents of capitalism. That's a, we debated it on, on flipping Ipe's show. Mm. Um, but I'm like, you don't, for example, like if you're, if you're trying to, I guess, teach people and recruit them for the cause or whatever, yeah. They don't need to agree with you that we need to um, dismantle capitalism for us to still make progress. So, like, yeah, I mean, so like, depends on the type of progress you want to make. If your progress is to dismantle capitalism, <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my point. It's like, I feel they like do. <laughs> the thing just, bro, when I start thinking about this stuff, I just start going. I guess it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, but I I do also agree that, like I do also agree that you can like make change without people having to have the exact same views. I'm just saying that like being challenged shouldn't like turn you like inwards of like now I have to make sure that I'm 
uh, not part of this because I don't want to get uh, mm-hmm. attacked about something again. Mm-hmm. Just. No, you're right. Yeah. I want to reiterate that men are trash and black men are the weakest link. And we need to do better, bro. And the thing is, I, I see all this stuff and I don't even know how, how we do better because we just keep fucking up, bro. Like, um, it's sad to see, like, you see, you see black women, like, on the front lines kind of thing, or if you want to call it the front lines, kind of um, fighting for us, etc. Then when a black woman dies or is, you know, in the same situation, and firstly, the whole narrative of, like, police brutality and stuff, and obviously I know statistically black men are more likely to be victims of police brutality, but that doesn't mean that you should ignore, you know, black women or black trans people and etc. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like once the thing is shifted, like we, we end up just doing the same, like almost oppressing within the black community because like once the spotlight isn't on us, so for example, if we're talking about, um, to be honest, I can't even pronounce her name, but the black girl that um, uh, was killed um, last week. Uh, if you, if you, if once the focus is on her, now you're talking about all this other stuff and saying like, oh, um, this is distracting. I saw someone say it's distracting from the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Cause obviously she wasn't killed by police. She was killed by a black man who sexually assaulted her. Um, but I'm thinking bro, black lives matter, not black lives that, were, that are men that were killed by police. Like mm. black lives altogether. Mm. And uh, which then it makes me think bro, if we can't even understand it ourselves, when I say we, I'm talking specifically black men because I feel like everybody else in the black community has got it, except us. So if we can't understand that it's not about just us specifically, it's not black male lives matter. It's like black lives, anything, anybody that is black, their life matters. So if we can't even get it, then what hope do we have for other people getting it? So then it kind of just makes me think, how are we going to progress if we can't even fucking agree on that we need to protect black women mm. or mm. Anyway, I to get that off my chest as well anyway. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I agree with you thanks for listening you've been listening to 2G's in a pod um, catch us on Spotify 2G's in a pod on your Spotify SoundCloud uh, SoundCloud is 2G's in a pod podcast uh, and Apple Podcasts um, Catch us on, on Instagram at 2G's in the pod. Catch us on Twitter at 2G's in the pod underscore. Um, black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black women matter. Present black women, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more conversation to be had around that. Like, um, But I feel like we I need, agree with I you. I feel like we should get a woman. <laughs> I feel like we should get yeah. a woman to, to, to chat about that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, we'll be mansplaining a lot, bro. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, and we'll leave with this Trey Songz. Um, so how many times? Gotta get some things off my chest. Tough times, I hope y'all holding up. We'll be high because we always is. But I feel like this. How many mothers have to cry? How many brothers gotta die? How many more times? How many more times? How many more 
Now I'm feeling myself. 